0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Shalom, everyone. Good Erev, Tu I'd like to prepare you for uh, the Tu experience tonight. T- tu is a, a sensory experience. It's a, a chance to, to enjoy... You're Kesha with Hashem via the physical pleasures, and it is a, a food gratitude meditation, and it's it's really it's really a, a great experience in his to to Hashem to connect. So I'd like to uh, do some lemaisa work with you today, and and get you in the frame of mind that will give you the. Access to, to this kind of direct hit kashrut, direct his kashus to Hashem. So let's start with time. You have the future, you have the present, and you have the past. Okay, future hasn't happened yet. Present, and past. Again, future, present happening right now, and in a way you could say that the future. Is coming into this present moment. So the future is feeding the moment, and then it's moving directly into the past. If we're like a document printer, so the future would be the blank paper, and then the blank paper is feeding into the printer, and then in this moment is the inkjet, now, meaning the present, is where the inkjet hits the paper, and then it's moving out through a shredder. Isn't it? I mean, can someone show me yesterday? How about the week a, a week ago, last year? It's gone. It's through the shredder. The future, it's blank paper. We don't know what will be there. Hashem knows. We don't know. And also, an infinite being can create it in infinite ways. So it's really blank paper for us. And as it hits, that's right now. And then it moves out the shredder. But literally into a shredder. The, that's the scary thing about Hashem on uh, Rosh Hashanah when we do Zichroinahs, is that Hashem is the only being in the world that can recreate a shredded document. And Meaning there's no shichacha, there's no forgetfulness by Hashem. But for us, who even knows, where were you 24 hours ago? I mean, you'd have to like rack your brain just to figure out where you were. Of course, 24 hours ago, everything seemed really important. But it's lost all its importance at this point. Because now you're here. I have a nice saying is that, uh, is that today, right now, today is the day you were worrying about yesterday. And so far, so good. So why we, would you possibly worry about tomorrow? Because when you get to tomorrow, then you'll be in that day. The Gomorrah in the... Ksuvus. I'm a Base, um, it says. Uh, don't have the tsar. You know what they have? The term. There's a term in Chazal for anxiety. It's called tsarat machar. Tsaras machar. It's amazing. Like, have you ever heard? You ever heard such a term? Tsaras machar. Tsaras machar is us anticipating the future. In other words, not really being here, but being, but projecting ourselves into the future. You see, right here, you can be totally. Okay, because whatever problem you have right now, you can deal with. But all the problems we anticipate, well, they, they, you know, there's probably, for any of us, in a given week, we probably have like m- multiple things we have to deal with. In a month, even more. And if you have a simcha coming or some other event or flight and you got to go somewhere, there's many more things you're going to have to contend with. And what happens is when we try to deal with all that now, which is what we do when we anticipate. So that we cannot deal with, and that's what causes the increase in heart rate, the increase in blood pressure, the the stress, the shortness of breath, the the uh, you know that, this what's called anxiety, saras mahar. See, right in this moment, you can deal with whatever comes, and you do, you do deal with whatever comes. I mean, I've been in all kinds of uncomfortable experiences. You know, uh, I've, uh, uh, I, don't, I, I had an MRI. I mean, anyone want to be inside a giant tube, <laughs> hold still? You know, and you're in this giant tube that's going like clank, 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 clank for like forty five minutes. <laughs> but right there, you can deal with it. When you're in that moment, there's nothing you can't deal with in the moment. The problem is is when we project ourselves into the future, and there's a lot of moments that we'll be dealing with, and they all seem to hit you right at once when you're thinking about them. And therefore, our, our access is to be right here, right here and right now. Because the future is really, we don't know what will be there. Everything's going out of shredder. Now we say every day that Hashem is Mechadish Betuvah Bechoyim that Hashem is creating at all times now. God doesn't do time. Think about it. The Creator's creating creation, Yeshua Ayn, He's creating it something from nothing at all times. From our perspective, because that's happening at all times, it looks linear you understand that it's only from our perspective that there's some, such a thing as linear time. But in the in the emes of emes, in the truth of all truths, that God's creating every moment, it just appears to us literally, because lots of moments put together comes out to be a linear linear time. But we are emunim b'nei ma'aminim, and our Amunas is in a that's our that's where we you know we that's where our stake is we've driven that stake into into our amuna. and part of our muna and a major part of our muna is that is that there's that life is just a constant occurrence of now it's a constant now 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 there's, that's what's going on now, you have a whole other part of your brain. It's called the left side of the brain, or Bina. Not to be uh, confused with Bini you say where that's instinct or intuition. We're talking about Bina as the left brain. It's the analytical brain. And the analytical brain is busy doing analysis, and it's certainly analyzing the future. It is analyzing the past. If you look at it, really, it's everywhere but here. The left brain, the analytical brain, is everywhere but here here. And, for example, let me give you an example that every situation you get into, like, for example, you all walked in here, which is a social situation. And you're also in a learning situation, so you're wondering maybe perhaps about your intellectual ability to comprehend what is being said. And the volume of what is being said, because it's teacher after teacher. And so there's a lot going on. And you're, of course, anticipating all this, and also calculating as things come your way, you're in calculation of how you're going to deal with that. Now, what do you look? At? What's your criteria for everything coming your way? What's the criteria? The criteria is the past, meaning every situation you've ever had in the past that might have been an embarrassing situation socially. There might have been uh, an inability, meaning I wasn't capable of that particular subject matter. So you're in a social situation, but you're also in a learning situation. So there's both how you do socially, and there's also how you do how you do um, as far as your own abilities, capabilities. And so what will happen is I will be anticipating and calculating with my left brain, my analytical brain, I'm anticipating and calculating what's coming, based on which criteria, things that might have happened in the past, situations in the past, embarrassments, uh, Lacks of, uh, you know, failures I've had in separate, you know, different subjects. And so what happens is that calculating mind, that left brain of ours, the Venus side of the brain, is going to hijack your experience of the actual experience, which is right here, right now, always has been. That's all there ever was. Has there ever been anything but now? In your life. There's only been now. It's a constant succession of nows. It doesn't require any calculation. Calculation is what fruits we'll be eating tonight. Like my house already has about two thousand shekels worth of exotic fruit. And you know, on my I saw it on my dining room table on my way out this morning. The uh, it's there's a lot of calculating that's going on for our tubishvat Seder tonight. And, and so we're doing it. We use the analytical brain. I have travels. I'll be teaching in different cities, different countries, and I got to calculate that stuff. And my secretary tries to like pull me over and say, Rabbi, you have to make some decisions. And of course she knows I'm always living in this succession of moments because that's where life occurs. And I want to be where life occurs. This is my life. I don't have another life. And I refuse to throw myself into the future. And I'm certainly not going to use criteria of the past to have my future calculations take place because the past already happened. It went through the shredder. And the future hasn't happened yet. So I'm not going to be playing that game when life occurs here. I want to be totally present for what's happening right here, right now. Totally present. So let's practice together to be in the moment. Well, you know what? I'll give us another minute. I'll share a little more. Um, I want to bring in Hashem now. I did already, but even stronger. Is God aware? I'm going to ask you two questions. Number one, is God aware of past, present, and future? Is God aware of past, present, and future? For sure. God's way beyond space and time. God's creating space and time. So God is totally aware of past, present, future. Now I'm going to ask you a trick question. And the trick question is, is God creating, here's the trick part, right now, past, present, and future? Don't nod so quickly. (laughs) If you're nodding, your head's moving the wrong direction. I'll do it again. Listen to the hint. Is God creating right now, past, present, and future? For sure not. What is God creating right now? Right now. What God's creating right now is right now. Is God creating a thousand years ago? A thousand years from now? A year ago? A year from now? An hour ago? An hour from now? A minute ago? A minute from now? A second ago? A second ago? Where is God? What is the USB cable interface between God and creation? Where is that? Right here? And when? Right now. This is the unfolding of God into creation, because every successive moment is an unfolding of infinite into finite. What is this moment? This moment can only be the unfolding of infinite into finite there's nothing in uh, there 's nothing in a minute ago in this pillar, for example, that c- there 's nothing in this pillar that could ever create a pillar Now you get that like nothing in creation has enough power to create itself another minute later. There's nothing in this pillar from a minute ago that could ever make this pillar now. It's just a pillar. It can only be in existence if God wills it into existence. Now, that's what's actually happening. So for all of us, every one of us, like our deepest desire, if you think about it, is really to have a God experience. That's our deepest desire. Our deepest desire is God experience. If you could wake up every day and have a God experience, that was your greatest day of the week, for sure. You wouldn't have had a greater day than a day where you had a God experience. It's your deepest desire. It's like a flame on a candle. If you think about a flame on a candle, it's almost it's almost suicidal because the flame's is pining upwards. It's yearning upwards. Like it, it, as the Kabbalists say, it's it's trying to It's trying to reunite with its source, the flame. So it's stretching itself, trying to jump beyond the wick. But what if it actually succeeded to rise? What would happen? It would go out. And this is all of our desire. I remember one time I came uh, to to my son's room. I heard him in his room yelling. So I go into the room. He's jumping on his bed as high as he can, and he's yelling, Take me. Take me. Take me. And and I go in there. And I'm like, he's like six years old, five years old. My, and I said, what, what are you doing? He says, I want Hashem to take me. And I said, why? He says, because from the bedtime stories, it sounds much better there than it does here. I tell my kids very Kabbalistic bedtime stories. Yeah. Yeah, feel free to try that. Yeah. Anyway, so I said to him, I said to him, you don't want Hashem to take you. And he says, why? I said, you're not even bar mitzvah. You show up with, you're going to show up empty handed. you got to get bar mitzvah and start doing mitzvahs. You know, when he takes you, you got to show up with something. And he said, don't take me. <laughs> and then he just waited for his bar mitzvah, you know, to start filling up his pockets with mitzvahs. And still does, Baruch Hashem. And, uh, you know, now he's twenty twenty 20 years old. Anyway, there's nothing like the God experience. I mean, that's, that's the goal, isn't it? Isn't that the goal? The God experience? Right? You know, I, th- I, th- I tell these uh, birthright kids, I said, when you were on the airplane and someone says, oh, you're going to Israel, yeah. And if someone said to you, oh, you're, gonna, you're, you're seeking a God experience, they would say, no, I'm just on birthright. I'm going for God experience. A God experience is really what we want. Well, ladies, think about it for a moment. What is this moment? What is this moment? What, what is this moment? It is the God experience. You're right now in the God experience. Because God's unfolding from infinite into finite now. So this is the God experience. Yes, except when your left brain, that calculating brain that's constantly projecting itself into the future based on criteria of the past, hijacks you. It's very important, that part of the brain. We all have a lot of cheshbonis to make Gareth Shabbos and things we got to plan. And we, we use the brain. We, we do employ the tool. But too often, when we're not paying attention, it takes away our access to now. The God experience is right here, right now. It's happening right here, all around us, always. Right here, right now. The spiritual person, let me say in a principle, the spiritual person sensitizes herself to the subtlety of God in the moment. I'm going to say that again. The spiritual person sensitizes herself to the subtlety of God in the moment. You don't have to be that spiritual to have one of those hit-in-the-face spiritual moments, like the ones that just like, you know, like uh, some amazing tefillah you might have had at the kotel, or or your yomachupa of your children, and you're under the chupa with your kids, and it's, and it's like, God those ones you know you don't have to be spiritual to get it i'm talking about spiritual people spiritual people sensitized she's someone who is sensitized to this to the subtlety of god in the moment and whatever is happening in that moment is the will and wisdom of god unfolding now that is spirituality Is being connected right here, right now, because this is the USB cable. This is the interface of God and creation, right here, right now. Boring? Well, compared to a chuppah, perhaps. But when you've sensitized yourself to that subtle experience of the flow of God into creation, when you sensitize yourself to that, it's not boring. It is subtle but it's special. So let's practice together. If anyone has fingers free, some of you are holding pens, so at least get one hand free, but I prefer two hands free. What we're going to do is we're going to snap together at the same time. We're going to snap on three. So I'm going to count one, two, three, and then we're all going to give a snap and we're just going to be really, really be here, really be here. Totally. And just to prepare you a bit is have you ever heard the, the voice inside your head? You ever heard the voice in your head? Let's take a moment right now and just, everyone just listen to the voice in your head for a moment. voice in my head, what voice in my, what's he talking about, a voice in my head? That's the voice in your head. Okay, let's try again. Listen to the voice in your head. It's a constant. Listen to it. Okay, now we're going to go with quiet. We're going to snap. Okay? On three, one, two, three, snap, and then a big breath. One, two, three. your eyes if they were closed we're going to now, this time I'm going to close my eyes I never ask a group to close their eyes unless mine are also um, I'm gonna cl- we're going to do it again, this time we're going to close our eyes after the snap, we'll take a deep breath with our eyes closed and then we're going to open them after a moment um, I'll, I'll say when to open them, and check out how present this entire room can become and not only how present, but once you're in that unfolding state of God into creation, what happens is that consciousness, well, I'll speak about it in a minute. Let's do it first with the eyes closed. Ready? One, two, three. Inhale, eyes closed. Focus your energy maybe to the front of your forehead between your eyebrows. Open your eyes, and you'll see it's it's just as good with the eyes open, if not even better. The reason we close our eyes is because the stimulation of the the um, the nerves in the eye, the, the uh, that stimulation is happening. The speed of speed of light, it's super stimulating, and and it can also be overwhelming. But it's works perfectly with this same level of consciousness of God's creation. Now, staying present in this moment, realizing that you are a human being, the human part I see, and here's mine, is the human part, the physical. But what's the being? You realize you you have a being that's here right now? There's a being here. It's your being. There's an eye you have, a point of reference that's not physical. It would never show up in an MRI. Even my words I'm speaking right now. Am I speaking English? Is this English? Not really. It's vibrational energy going across the room. For example, if this is an A, uh, so that's 440 oscillations per second shooting across the room. While I'm speaking, there's really a little monkey playing drums on your eardrum. And with incredibly sophisticated mathematical equations the eardrums picking up it's a tympanic membrane it's picking up vibrational math that math moves up the audio nerves into the into the cerebral cortex there which is packed with billions of neurons now neurons either fire or don't fire but which is binary ones and zeros it's digital and and it matches every bit of these the math with every time you've ever heard english and in real time, telling you you're hearing English right now. That's your brain, but who is the brain reporting to? It's reporting to you, but you're not in there. You're not your brain. You're certainly not a neuron. S- that when we say an bracha umafli la'sos at the end of a uh, asher Yatsar, you know what would happen. You know what those words are? Umafli from lashin pela la'sos acts. God acts wondrously. What's the wonder? When you click on the word takes you to the website on Asher Yatsar and those two words mean that the wondrous act is that your soul hangs around your body because it's not physical. How do you have a spiritual thing hanging around a physical body? So the presence of being in this moment where your mind is quiet is your being, it's your neshama. When I have kids at Torah come up to me and say, um, ha, Rabbi, how do I know I have a soul? So I say to them, you use the word I twice there, so you're clearly in touch with it. Because the I is the soul. It's not your flesh. It's not neurons firing or not firing. The I is the soul. Your actual identity is your soul. Now, the ide- the self-image, that's not the soul. Your self-image is very far from the soul. The self-image is a protective layer that we've put on to, you know, based on childhood stuff that we went through. But this soul has no self-image. And it has everything in common with the woman sitting next to you. It's part of all of Nishma Sisral. It's part of Hashem. It's, it's always present. It never has a problem. Think about it. Anyone have a problem right now? Does anyone have a problem right now? Can you imagine your life with no problems? But think about it. Think about it. Right now, there is no problem. Even if you have a health thing that you're dealing with, you're not dealing with it right now, are you? No. So there's no problem right now. And that's what I was saying before, is now there's no issue that you can't deal with. Now, if you were getting blood tests right now, so you, now you'd have someone poking you. And you'd be dealing with that. But p- being poked now, I can handle. Thinking about all the poking, that when someone has to actually go in the hospital and there's going to be a lot of poking going on, a whole lot of poking going on. So... <laughs> That can be overwhelming and create anxiety, but at any, any one poke is now and that I can deal with. There's no problem here. When's the last time you had no problem? When's the last time you had no problems and right now there's, I mean, you could have a problem right now with the position you're sitting in, but switch positions. You could have a problem with the air temperature in this room, so ask the organizer to turn it up or down, and don't do that because, as I've noticed when I speak to women's groups there's every third woman is a different temperature <laughs> <laughs> I always when I, when I run my seminars i i a woman always raises her hand rabbit it's boiling in here and and so and so I don't exactly run to the a c system to turn up the cold yet because. All I have to do is wait for like three seconds till a woman says, I'm freezing. Then I'm like, okay, who's hot? Who's cold? And then I say, we're just going to (laughs) leave. We're just leaving it. There's no way to deal with this. Now, in this moment, the temperature is exactly what it is and exactly what it's not, right or wrong. It's exactly what it is, right And You want to complain about that? It's exactly what it is. Your mother... Is exactly who she is, and she is exactly not exactly who she's ex- exactly not right is she is your mother exactly not and for those whose mothers are no longer with us, you can just have her be with you right now she's exactly who she is, and she's exactly not who she's exactly not that's the mother you've got <laughs> what does that mean? Meaning meaning, our complaint about our mother is just our complaint. It doesn't help anything. It doesn't make anything go away. It doesn't make anything get better. All it does is put a wedge between us and her. But when I'm living in the unfolding of the... The unfolding of infinite into finite, which is our Muna. that is our Muna, is the unfolding. So when I'm living in that unfolding, so I'm, I'm totally at peace with what my mother is and is not. Because that's who she is now. She may, that's to made her, and she may grow, she may change, she may, but until then, I'm connecting as she is now. So if your father, for example, or your kid, for example, or your husband, or anyone has just a way they always interact, Well, that's the way they interact. And so they probably love you. And so why don't you just translate the words that they're saying into I love you. My father loves giving me financial advice. A lot of financial advice. Like maybe even only financial advice, (laughs) but lots of it. And now he has a very creative son who is, you know, more, interest, more interested in, like, Kabbalah and, like, you know, like, terrorist study and meditation and and intensive Carlina Davening minions and not so much, really, not so much on the numbers stuff. When my father speaks to me about money, all I hear is three words the whole entire time. I love you. I love you. I love you. That's all I hear. I mean, think, think about it. Has my father ever called you about your financials? No, has he ever called you about your financials? My father calls any of you people? Why does this man in California keep calling me? Answer, he loves me. So I can make this, his way of communication an issue. And I'm sure someone, you know, I mean, I'm sure I could go cry it out in therapy. And she would stamp that I'm right. I'd get the stamp, and uh, and many times I've been told not by Torah observant people that maybe you need a little separation. I don't know where it says that in the Ten Commandments about separating from your parents, but I was told that, and I and I've also did that in my past. That's not the commandment of honoring your mother and your father. And all of a sudden, when I translated his words into I love you, right here, right now, he's calling me because he loves me. His language of love is service, specifically financial advice. And what's happening now is he's showing me love. I'm going to translate it as love. Tonight, we'll be experiencing taste our taste buds are going to be electrified by all kinds of fruits. Believe it or not, there's lots of laws of Shecheyano. I'm not going to go into them right now, but there are laws that you just never realized regarding Shecheyano. So um, I'm just going to let you know that, that you're number one, if you're going shopping for Shecheyanos, so... Your, your number one best bet, without me going into any of the laws, is grapes this year. Okay, so get some grapes, and that should be your Shekhyano, ideally. Um, the, uh, the the other laws of Shekhyano, it's just too complicated to deal with right now, but people are making Shekhyanos and stuff that do not get Shekhyano. And so uh, it really boils down to grapes. Um, this year is the best so when you're eating, like, star fruits and, oh, here I go. Um, don't get me started. But, like, you know, people think, oh, star fruit, that I for sure didn't have this season. Except it's always in season in the tropics. It doesn't have an where it comes back into season. So you understand there's, there's people are making Shecheyanus because they're just like, i never seen anything like this, this? before. Shekhianu. But meanwhile, the thing's always in season because it was grown at the equator okay, where they don't have seasons. Tonight your mouth will be experiencing exquisite moments. Close your eyes. Breathe. Experience. Be there.
1: Be there. Snap your fingers. Be there.
0: Be in that experience. Connect it to Hashem. Hashem has lined your body with nerve endings. Your whole entire body. I mean, you could even get the pleasure of your clothing right now. Just protecting you, keeping you warm. Your whole body's lined with nerve endings. The air on your skin, your optic nerves, your audio nerves, the taste buds—like major congregation of nerves going great right into your pleasure sensors. You, your whole body's God lined you with this. You are one big pleasure sensor. And connecting that pleasure with Kodesh Bohu, who's unfolding himself into creation at all times, you put it all together, and you what you have is really a, a direct His kashrus, which are called Yehudim, through the food that you'll eat, through these wondrous foods. And that's how you do a food meditation. I'm blessing everyone with uh, continued growth and Simcha. And that's um, I'm I'm on for those who have uh, who are tour any time. Uh, I'm on live every day at three p.m. Israel time, and I also um, often have third meals that are open. We have every week practically a musical havdalah experience in our home. We live in Bate Borevitz in Jerusalem. Here Siv eleven. It's a shtetlach near the Shuk and uh, And I also I run women 's seminars. you can look them up online and there it 's called the the possible you okay. I run a seminar called the possible you i 'm running it for sixteen years with over five thousand graduates and and it's uh, I just finished uh, women 's group We just had twenty eight uh, women graduating uh, on this last sunday, and uh, the next men 's group send your husband's sons. Uh, February 11th, two weeks, almost a little less than two weeks, with an introduction in Dushinsky next Thursday night. I'll be doing an intro with Chulin from Hadar Gula. Shalom, everyone. Atzalacha <laughs> Rabba and Tu Bishvat